When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's Mortgage Mentor. With more than 30 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings, you'll learn to take your mortgage practice to new heights. Certified Mortgage Planner and CEO of KineticSparkConsulting.com, here is Jennifer Duplessis. Hi, welcome back, and thank you for spending a little bit of your time with me here today. I love doing these podcasts where it's not me interviewing someone because I like to to talk about certain things that, that come up in, in my, all my gallivanting and running around. And sometimes I feel like a broken record, but hopefully you love listening and you'll continue to share with your friends and colleagues. Um, all right. So today I'm going to continue on with some of my uh, comparisons. I'm sort of known for these comparisons of uh you know, being interested versus interesting, people complimenting versus complicating your business. Um, so I've got I've got tons of them. There's more more to come, but it just always it depends on what my mood is. You know, whether or not I want to introduce them. But today I'm talking about enable enabling versus enable, or I should say enable versus enabling. Um, the reason why I'm talking about this, and and so this is for team leads. Okay, this is for managers. So now if you're not a manager and you're not a team leader, you need to have your team leader and your manager listen to this podcast because um, I have tons of years of experience in management. And one of the things I'm I'm seeing right now um, with some managers, I'll just leave it at that (laughs) with some managers, is the need to control, you know, and a lot of managers in the mortgage industry simply were high producing loan officers at one time or they stayed long enough at a company that the saturation, you know, they became a manager. But whoever taught them management skills, I'll bet you, I was going to say beg to differ, I bet you that probably 90% of the managers, sales managers I'm talking about, I'm not talking about operations, although I, I can talk about them too because I see that issue as well. But for this, for the purposes of this, sales managers, regional managers, district managers, branch managers, and team leads, um, I'll bet 90% of them have never, ever been through formal management training. And I am so thankful and so grateful because I had, where I had um, worked for a company that put us through, put managers through really hardcore management training. And most people think that doing a DISC analysis, you know, the DISC or the Myers-Briggs, doing the personality assessment makes you a manager. And it doesn't. That identifies the personality traits of someone who's working for you, but that does not make you a manager. And you know what? Most of the time people utilize the DISC to hire somebody. Think about it for a few minutes, but don't look at it every day. You know, it's just like us as loan officers. If we have a business plan and we're not looking at it every day, we're going to start drifting and we're going to start having issues. That's exactly what happens in management. 
if you're not looking at their disk profile every day, the, the person who's working for you, and you're not looking at their goals and you're not assessing their goals and you're not helping elevate them to achieve their goals, then you're doing the same thing that your loan officers are, and that's drifting. So you can't expect other people to do um, what you're not willing to do, right, and level up your experience and your skills in this new era of um, business and lending, you know. And so the difference between enable and, ena and enabling somebody, really it should be this. It's the difference between, um, well, it's not even a difference. Are you empowering your, your team and your team members? Um, so what happens is that if someone doesn't do something right, if someone doesn't do something on time, the tendency or in the time that you wanted, even though you've not expressed it to them, um, the tendency is for us to just pick it up and do it ourselves. You know, so whether you're a team leader and you have a loan officer assistant or whether you're a management manager like I am and you've got loan officers on your um, on your team and in your branch. And for me, in the case of, you know, being a regional manager, having having um, other people that I that I uh, coach and help, you know, excel their business. Um, I, I saw this with a manager that I was that I worked with um, or for several years ago, uh, where he would just take on everything and he would work long hours. Um, he wasn't healthy. He was always at the office and people would just run into him and say, here, I've got this deal. What do I do with it? And he would say, leave it on my desk. I'll take care. I'll take care of it. And I'll let you know. And then, so that's problem number one. Problem number two was once he decided what kind of course of action was going to be taken with that particular loan, the loan officer sat in on the appointment with the manager talking to the borrower instead of the manager divulging the information or disseminating the information, sharing the information, educating the loan officer on how the structure was going to go so that the loan officer could meet with that client and sometimes realtors too. Um, you know, I just felt like that was, you know, there he's enabling them. He's not empowering them. And, um, or disabling them, right? Would that be a better way to say it? He's disabling them and instead of powering them, empowering them. And so if you're a team leader or manager, I think the real important thing here is that um, you can't do everybody's job. Can you show them? Sure. Can you um, walk them through things? Absolutely. But in order for someone to really learn, they have to do it themselves. And that means that they're going to have some skinned up knees and, um, you know, have some situations that you're going to have to handle for them. And that's not fun as a manager to have to put yourself, um, you know, in that situation where you're pulling a deal together. But at the end of the day, if that situation does happen, you need to have your loan officer involved. You need to have your employee involved. You can't just take the bad situation away from them and say, look, I'll just handle it myself and make and I'll fix it. They will never, ever learn. And as a manager, you're always going to be putting out fires and you're always going to have turnover and you're always going to have unhappy people because you've not empowered them. You've not enabled them to find their own success. Instead, and sometimes it's even a power trip, you know, maybe it, maybe it's under an undertone of a power trip that you just feel like, you know, that's your worth is that you have to be able to fix everything. And I, and I know somebody like this. His name is Brian Duplessis. He's my husband. He's We call him the loan mechanic because as soon as something goes wrong, he wants to fix it. And he loves fixing them and, you know, loans, and he does a fantastic job. 
The only problem is he he wants to take it over rather than okay let's let's have someone shadow you and walk through how your what your thought process is and how you're going to fix it and how you went and looked for underwriting guidelines and how you priced the loan and you know and how you had a conversation with someone. Um, he's just like, don't worry about it. I got it fixed. So it's it's a challenge for me, and that's really why I'm bringing this up now, um, because I want that to be shared with my team. I want that to be shared with the loan officers in my office as well, because I want everyone to learn from how did how did that get rectified? You know how how did that happen? And um, but I want it to happen in real time. I don't want to always just share. Uh, you know, the situations. And we do this on a monthly basis in our sales meetings where we all share, you know, tell us about a, um, a loan and how you made it work. Uh, tell us about a loan that, that um, went awry and how you fixed it. And so those are, those are great, but they're post-closing or post-situational. I'm talking about engaging with your people, pulling them in with you, and helping them be able to resolve the problem. So it first starts with, not taking it over and not having them shadow you. And that's tough, especially if it needs to be done quickly. But this is where they're going to learn. They're going to learn on their feet. If you always take the problem from them, then anytime a problem comes up, they're just going to hand it to you. So the first step is asking them, what have you done to rectify this problem or this situation? Or what have you done? Um, gosh, I have a loan officer who, who is... Um, meeting with lots of realtors, but he's not getting referrals. So we're trying to dissect where is that issue? Where is it exactly? Is it, you know, sometimes it's the person you're, uh, you're talking to the wrong people. Sometimes you're talking to the right people and saying the wrong thing. Sometimes you're talking to the wrong people and saying the wrong thing. Sometimes you're talking to the wrong people and saying the right thing, right? Sometimes you're talking to the right people and saying the right thing, but you haven't asked the question about their relationships with other, other people that are giving them business and you find out that it's, you know, their cousin is a loan officer, right? Or their best friend is a realtor. So um, we haven't asked the right questions. And so the first question is, what have, what have you done? What steps have you taken so far? Not jumping in and, th- and throwing up on them and saying, this is how you should solve the problem, but asking them, what steps have they taken? What have they done to help themselves before you start helping them? And really, maybe they're maybe they're 80% of the way to getting it resolved. And if you just decide that it's going to be done uh, instead of plan A, where they've gone down the road and it's 80% completed, maybe you decide that they need to have plan J. And you take them off course, pull them all the way back to zero and throw out something that they're not comfortable doing or that won't work for them. When, in fact, they might be 80 percent of the way there and we just need to nudge and help them and encourage them to go that extra mile. And it might be just a very simple, simple thing. And um, that would be the difference between all of the success that they're looking for versus the failure. And I don't mean failure, but, you know, then the lack of success. So. As leaders, we have got to empower people and enable them to resolve and solve their own problems and work toward being better in their skill set. So that's step number one is what have you done? Um, what could you do that you don't have knowledge about doing? So my, it might be, well, I, I, 
I could look up guidelines, but I don't know how to look up guidelines, which would be silly, but that might be an example, right? Well, I could look up the guidelines and maybe see if there's another investor that could do this, but I don't really know how to look up the guidelines. Great. Let me enable you to be able to look up guidelines so that when the next time this comes around, you won't have it happening during the transaction, but before the transaction, right? So we're empowering them to be um, successful rather than enabling them to be reliant on us. So, so let me just kind of recap that. So the first question is, what have you done so far? What could you do? You know, what, what now could you do? And then coaching them through how that conversation might be going with a client or a realtor or how they might resolve it. And that's when you get engaged. They need to do a little bit of work on their own before they come to you, because before they come to daddy and tell on daddy, right? They need to try to resolve the situation on their own. And so deflecting them, and this is not, I know in the first thought of it, you're thinking, well, I want to help them. I don't want to push them away. But see, the only way they're going to learn is if you do push them away a little bit in the beginning, only for their benefit, you know? So what have you done before you come to me? Tell me, show me what you've done. And before you come to me, tell me what else you think you could do. How do you think you can resolve it? And then come to me. Once you've got those solutions, then come to me. And I may have a few more solutions, but I may also have some guidance on how you can move forward with resolving. And if that means that I do have to get on the phone on your behalf, that's fine for a couple of times, but not all the time. I want you to learn from that experience. So if you think about anyone that you're, that's on your team that you think, you know what, I have been enabling them. You know, I, I have been an enabler, right? I want to empower them to go out and be successful. And have I been taking on too much of their monkeys? You know, they keep throwing them on our back and we keep catching them and putting them on our back. Um, have I been doing that? Because you're, I, I promise you, you're not helping them. You're certainly not helping yourself because now you're inundated with all of these problems, but you are not helping yourself, but you are not helping them grow and succeed and reach their goals by taking on their business. Challenge them, get them to thinking, hone in on their skills. Um, you know, I think that's really, really important uh, to do because you know what the thing is, and this just happened a couple of weeks ago too. When you do that, they're going to go resolve it and they're going to feel so much better about what they're doing and their confidence will grow. It's going to show the people they're talking to. It's all going to be better. Right. And uh, so I, you know, I, I just needed to share that with you. I, I felt, and I'm, it is kind of hitting me because I just had an issue again with my husband. And that's sometimes what prompts these podcasts um, is that, you know, he just wants to take it over. Just, you know, you go do your thing. And listen, I believe in that to a certain extent. I go do my thing, which is selling. And he does his thing, which is taking care of the loan, right? And and that's how it's supposed to be. And I have probably had another podcast about that, as you know, is letting go and, and letting letting him take it. But look, I've got 35 years in the business. I can handle the situation, too. It's not my highest and best use to be handling it. The difference is if you've got someone who is younger in the business, younger with their tenure, and they don't know how to resolve the problem, it's not a matter of timing. It's, a, you know, in my, t my case, my time is better served someplace else. It is a matter of educating them and making sure that their skills will um, improve so that they can improve over time. That's the key difference. So if you have someone who works on your team, 
think about that. Next time they come in, hey, I got a problem, I got a problem. Ask them the question, okay, tell me what you've done to resolve it. What else do you think you could do to resolve it? And then help and guide them. If you are on the receiving side of this, you are a person who has a team lead or a person who has a manager, and that manager doesn't let you into their inner circle of how they're solving problems and resolving things and where where they went for resources, etc. Let them listen to this podcast first and then talk about it and say, look, you know, I want to learn. I want to grow. I want to know how to resolve and solve my own problems. But you keep taking it over. And I'm not learning by you doing that. And I appreciate that you're getting it done. And I realize that I'm going to stumble a little bit and I'm going to need to have some handholding. And I might even need to have you make some phone calls for me because I'm afraid. But I will never grow if you don't empower me to be able to make my own decisions and be resourceful and hone in on, on those skills. Make sense? Okay, so there you go today. And same thing with your kids, you know, it's the same thing with your kids. You have to empower them to make their own decisions instead of fixing things for them all the time. Um, and look, at I'm only speaking from it, tons of experience on that because my daughter is, my son's 31, my daughter's 30 years old, and both are extremely successful because they know how to handle their own problems. I didn't push them away and send them out in the bad, big, bad world all alone, but I armed them and I empowered them with the resources and the skill set to be successful, to be independent. Neither of them came back to our house to live in our home after they went to college. Neither of them ever came back home. They immediately went out into the world and have never asked us for money. They are completely successful because I empowered them. So if you want your team to be successful, if you want to be successful, own up and go talk to your manager. If you want your team to be successful, own up, let go a little bit and let them go. Okay, let them go out into the world and and really help them and support their wings. But but let them have the wings. Don't be their wing, their wing person. So anyway, I hope that helps you out um, a lot. Thanks for listening in. And I will catch you next time on Mortgage Lending Mastery. Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a comment or rating. Get more free email updates transcripts, selling and education resources, and Jen's upcoming speaking events. Just visit our website at kineticsparkconsulting.com.